Welcome to the Smallholder Food Business Development Institute podcast, episode 53. Let's stop hugging the cactus, my friends. Welcome to the Smallholder Food Development Institute podcast, where we serve up truth so that you can build the profitable, sustainable food business you've always dreamed of. Now here's your host, Dr. Michelle Fannin-Steele. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 53, year two. Uh, Cannot believe it. I'm so excited. Uh, Year two of The Proving Box, and I can't wait to find out what the next year is going to bring, because this past year, since deciding to do the podcast, has been a year of change and growth and amazingness in my life. And so I am uh, coming to you live today from the Proofing Box for episode 53. If you like what we're doing, uh, leave us a review on your podcast listening methodology of choice because that super helps the uh, algorithms. And I'm going to, in Q1 of next year, I'm going to go back through all of the reviews, okay, and I'm going to pick a review to read on air. And I will either find you or you can find me and you will get a 45 minute session with me and the review doesn't, I'm not only taking the five star reviews. If you have feedback, I mean, if you want to just tell me I suck, I suppose I'll listen, but (laughs) give me a reason why I should, I suppose, if you're going to tell me I suck. But if you have like a a reasoned argument uh, around what can be improved or uh, anything like that, put it on review because I actually read those, right? Um, And then I will pick a... I will pick a a review to read every week and that person will win a 45 minute consult with me. So leave a review folks uh, on your podcast methodology, listening of choice. Uh, I think you can also, I will also go look and you can um, do reviews of Jerigo food safety on the Jerigo food safety page. So I'll count those two. So you'll get uh, every week we'll do a, we'll do a new one and we're going to start in uh, at the top of the new year. I kind of want to get a bunch of reviews up there so it doesn't look a little weird. So leave a review. Thank you very much for doing that. It really does make a difference. And the next thing that I want to announce uh, for the um, top of the um, for the top of the podcast is we are doing a webinar next week on facilities. So we're doing a webinar. I guess it's in six days on October sixteenth. I will put the uh, webinar link in. Um, the the chat box and the webinar work what we're covering is facilities all right i get questions about facilities all the time (laughs) okay and i am i'm like i'm like constantly answering the same questions about facilities and so what does that mean that means we do a webinar because I love teaching. And so if you are in your car, I just want to let you know the URL. It's www, obviously, uh, sfbdi.com slash facility 
webinar. You can come find that URL on the proofing box page. Okay, and the we'll be covering all sorts of things around facilities uh, next Wednesday. And I may actually end up putting that up as a mini soda on the on the podcast because people tend to people tend to like those. Then the next announcement is that starting in January, I am going to start training QA professionals. It has become incredibly obvious to me over, well, I mean, really over the course of the time that I've been doing this, but especially over the last year since <clears throat> I trained as a coach. So I've trained as a food safety coach. I'm trained through the Life Coach School, Brooke Castillo's program. It's an incredible, amazing program for life coaching. But here's the deal, is that you guys, my clients, need life coaching married up with subject matter expertise around food safety. And that's me. But I have some news for you. There's only one of me, and my kids really like me, and they would like to see me. And there are so many, I mean, food is a quarter of the world's economy, everybody. And I am going to start training people, okay? And this is going to be a training program like no other training program out there. And it is going to combine the tools, my intellectual property, so not Brooks, so I'm not training on her model because that's not, that's not fair, not ethical and probably not legal. So not doing that. I'm training you on my IP and my IP is the proofing box model, which some of you have probably seen and strive. And I use my IP every day with my clients to solve problems. And I'm going to start training people to solve problems in their own facilities. And this is going to be a hard training. Okay. There are so many folks out there who are um, who are trying to do QA, who would love to hire me, but are going to hire my firm, but just like the, the, I'm not going to lie, the price point for our concierge service um, is higher than most small businesses are willing to put in. But if we train people and people um, are showing up to their own facilities and building their own teams, I think that is a really interesting model. So that's what we're going to do in 2020, okay? So this training program is actually priced a lot less than the concierge service because you guys will be doing all the work and I will be showing up, uh, all right? The, the training program is going to be rigorous. I will not pass everybody if everybody doesn't do the work. So just because you pay me doesn't mean you pass. All right, there is no money back guarantee because it is you who have to take the risk, not me, I show up. I think everybody knows that I show up. <laughs> but you will learn meat and poultry HACCP, preventive controls for human foods, preventive controls for animal foods, good manufacturing practices, Fisheries HACCP. It is my contention that even if you only work in one, like, like say you work in fisheries HACCP, the tools that you can find taking a meat and poultry HACCP class are incredibly helpful. Okay. And one of the reasons I am so good at problem solving and dealing with the USDA or dealing with the FDA or dealing with food code inspectors is because I have an arsenal of knowledge around food safety that I have learned because I have taken all of those classes. I have done train the trainer for all of those classes. And I'm now bringing that to 
everybody, <laughs> okay? There will be homework. There is daily homework that is required. There are um, monthly SOPs that you have to learn and apply. There will be submissions. Uh, there will be in-person trainings um, that you'll be required to, um, that you'll be required to attend, um, and it'll be a lot of work. But on the other side of that, you will have the um, tools at your disposal, both from a food safety standpoint and how to write preventive controls and implement preventive controls and do 90-day validations and write fisheries HACCP plans and have the conversations around sanitary control procedures and how that would and, and, and what the information is out there to do what's called decision-making documentation, which is where it all lives and dies, okay? And so when you are trying to implement an SQF or a BRC system, so those of you who are doing like um, global food safety initiative type systems, you really need somebody like me in the, um, you really need somebody who like me who will be in your facility, yeah, okay? And we will, um, we will train you to do that. Um, so anyway, uh, so there will be, I'm, um, I'm, I have one more thing to do to the webpage. There is an application and um, it will be hard work, but it will be so, so worth it. You will be building wealth and community. You will be, you will get a set of skills that you can utilize in your whole entire life, not just in your business. Uh, so anyway, so those are the announcements at the top of the podcast. So for those of us, oh, those of you who are joining us for the live podcast recording on the proofing box. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for taking the time. And what we're going to do is I record the podcast and then I do office hours afterwards. So I'll be answering all of your questions. So feel free to put your questions in the comments uh, block and I will be answering them when, um, uh, when I'm done reporting, uh, recording the podcast. And for those of you who haven't joined us on the proofing box, why not my friends? We have a lot of fun over here. So anyway, all right. So anyway, thank you again so much. Thank you for taking the time. And today's podcast topic is one that I've been discussing a lot with my own coaches and this concept called hugging the cactus. Okay. And I alluded to this a little bit in um, the last podcast. So not last week where we did quality assurance systems, but the week before that and the cost of doing nothing. And this is a concept that I have been, again, working on with my coaches. And the short version is the negativity that you have in your life is totally optional and you can put it down. <laughs> okay. That's the short version. Then there is obviously a slightly longer version. And what we're here to do is we're here to help. We're here to help you understand where you are stopping yourself. You see, running a successful food production program is not just showing up to the HACCP plan or just having a HACCP plan and having it sit on a shelf for heaven's sakes. It's not just having a preventive controls plan. It's actually managing your mind to use that production planning, that food safety planning to build wealth and community, to build your team, to go out there and make decisions and make money faster. And that's what we teach people to do. Okay. So that's what today's podcast is about. So thank you so much for joining us in the recording of the podcast because stopping hugging your cactus and the methodology that I'm going to teach you today is really, really quite simple. 
and really, really quite hard. It takes for some people a lifetime of practice, but it's worth practicing for your entire life. I'm sure this is something I'm going to be doing for my entire life. And actually I, I, I do it in all sorts of, uh, in all sorts of situations now. And it's really quite, it's really quite interesting and can really change the conversation. And so the process is a process of watching your thoughts and analyzing your thoughts. And why is this important? Well, it's important because the mind of management is the number one asset in your business. Okay, and so for those of you who are heading businesses, who are running businesses, or for those of you who are joining us who are the head of QA programs, you're the head of a business in your company. Everybody is a leader in your company and managing your own mind so that then you can interact with your teammates in an emotionally mature way is literally the best thing you can do to make safe food, <laughs> okay? And so when we build those assets, you are literally building wealth in your business, all right? So we build the assets of the, of, of, of the mind of the managers, okay? And then that, that moves into building the asset, the second asset in your business, which is uh, your employees' minds. The third asset in your business is the trust and credibility that your um, uh, customers have with you. All right. And the better you manage your mind, the more you're going to be able to build trust and credibility. Trust and credibility, I promise, is directly tied to sales. <laughs> Ask me how I know this, friends. <laughs> so when, when you build trust and credibility, that's absolutely an asset in your business. The fourth asset in your business is, of course, your products. And that's not just the food products that you make. That's a product like clean food contact surfaces. Organized warehouses is totally a product of your business. And then there's a process that creates those products. That's also an asset. And then the sixth, if you've been counting along, process is asset five, product is asset four. The sixth asset is actually your equipment and your facility. Now, I get the most questions, hence the webinar next week, uh, the most questions on, on equipment and facilities and things. And that's because it's easy. Managing your mind, okay, seems super hard to people. That's a cactus you're hugging, I promise. And when you put down that cactus, a whole world opens up. And the reason that this is important is because you are out there solving problems for your clients, right? Your customers pay you because you provide value to them. The more you clean up your own mind and create products and processes that deliver customer value, the more money you will make. You'll sleep better at night and you will have way less anxiety. These are all directly connected to you making more money and feeling way the heck better in your business. Um, all right. So when we think about the proofing box and we think about that concept and how I teach it, and the question is, what do you make and how do you make it? So product and process. And the third question is, how are you managing the people? And this podcast, it's all about managing the people so that you can show up to the products and processes that build you wealth and community. All right. And so what, what do I, what do I mean by that? I mean that when you look at how you communicate, you are going to be able to figure out 
what your cactuses are. And what do I mean by that? So there is a habit that I have, and this is a habit that comes from a book called The Artist's Way. And this habit is called morning pages. In my coaching paradigm, okay, we call it a thought download. So morning pages, a thought download. Some days, depending on how I feel, it's vomiting everything that's in your head onto a piece of paper. And the important thing about a thought download is to keep the pen moving, okay? You're not gonna wanna do this, and I totally get it, but keep the pen moving. I do thought downloads, and I either do them in the morning or at night, so when I do them at night, they're not called morning pages, but I have an eight and a half by 11 um, a, a sheet of paper that I put in a three ring binder. It's college ruled, so little tiny spaces. It's actually, um, it's, I write on graph paper because I'm a nerd and that's okay. <laughs> and I fill the front and back of that piece of paper. It takes me between 25 to 35 minutes and I write out everything that I am thinking about, okay? I, uh, and, and I do this so that I can organize my mind. When I organize my mind, it creates time. And when I have time in my life, that creates money. So here's how you put down the cactus. The first thing that you have to figure out is what am I thinking? All right, we do that by writing it down in morning pages. If you can't sustain 25 to 35 minutes, if you can't write three pages in a smaller journal or um, the front and back of an eight and a half by 11 college ruled sheet of paper, I totally get it start by starting okay start by doing uh by writing continuously for 10 minutes and keeping going even when you don't want to okay just keep that pen moving even if all you write is i don't know what to write i don't know what to write i don't know what to write dr p is crazy feel free to fill an entire page with dr p is crazy just keep doing it Okay, and just keep writing it. And as the thoughts come into your head, just get them on paper, no matter what those thoughts are. All right. Then what I want you to do is put your pen down, take a deep breath, find another pen in another color. All right. You know, find another pen in another color. I'm using pink these days. I might have an eight-year-old girl and we color at night uh, while my husband reads to us. It's a delightful thing. Um, and um, so I have lots and lots of colored pencils and colored pens around. <laughs> so I take a pink pen and then I go back to the top of, uh, to the top of the first page. And then I, then I do a thought download map. So the first thing that I do is I look at all of the things in my thought download that are a circumstance, okay? And circumstances are neutral. This podcast is a circumstance. Anything that happened in the past is a circumstance, right? And circumstances are always, always neutral. And the, the circumstances are neutral means that anybody could have any thoughts about those circumstances, okay? I am wearing a blue shirt. That is a circumstance, okay? Um, the, the ceiling behind me is white. That is a circumstance. For those of you watching me on the proofing box, my son just walked past me. That's a circumstance, okay? My son is the most handsome person in his middle school that is a 
thought. <laughs> That's a thought he agrees with. So when, when we have circumstances, we can see them. They are often nouns, person, place, or thing. So you, my friend, are a circumstance. I am a circumstance. Dr. P is crazy, has one circumstance and one thought. <laughs> okay. That's a sentence with uh, circumstances and thoughts. Uh, all right. So you're going to go through your page. All right. And do one page at a time. So if you do the front side of your page and then do the back side of your page. Go through your page and list out and put a little tiny C in a pen of a different color on top of all of the circumstances. All right. Every time you write the word I, that's a circumstance. Every time you write somebody's name, that's a circumstance. Every time you write a, another kind of noun, that's a circumstance. All right. So you're going to go through, you're going to do all that. All right. And then you go back up to the top of the piece of paper. And you're going to take your same pen, or there you could use different colors, I suppose. I'm not that organized. Uh, then you're uh, going to look at each sentence, and you're going to decide whether the sentence is a thought. The sentence may be a question. There are lots of different kinds of sentences we have. Or if you have sentence fragments, if that sentence fragment is a thought. And then you're going to decide, based on how you feel, whether or not the sentence or the thought is positive or negative, okay? So for me, the sentence, Dr. P is crazy, at four o'clock in the afternoon, which we're approaching, <laughs> probably a negative sentence, at nine o'clock in the morning, feels super positive. I'm totally, nobody is like me, guys. I totally get I'm crazy and I'm totally okay with it, all right? So you have to decide whether that sentence feels positive or negative, and you are going to know. And the more you practice, the better you're going to know. And go with your snap judgment. Just go with your go with your snap judgment. You know whether a thought makes you feel positive or negative, okay? All of our feelings are caused by thoughts. All of our thoughts are triggered by circumstances, okay? So just write down, I put a little plus next to the positive thoughts. I put a little minus next to the negative thoughts. Okay, and you're going to do that down the whole entire page. Okay, and then here's what you're going to do. You're going to count. Now, there is research out there that says that about 80% of our thoughts are negative. The reason I started doing this exercise is because I don't believe that, actually. My coach says that the best you can ever do is 50% negative thoughts and 50% positive thoughts. Now, for those of you who know me, all right, and I'm not in some sort of crazy, like, oh, my God, it's all going to fail episode, I'm a pretty positive person, right? And if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know I'm a pretty positive person. So I've been going through when I've been doing this. And I got to tell you, folks, my thoughts are not even close to 50-50, positive to negative. I am overwhelmingly positive. And at the end of the month, and I'll come back at the end of the month and I'll let you know my stats on the number of positive thoughts and the number of negative thoughts. And the ratio, this is the other thing, is I kind of want to know the ratio of circumstances two thoughts because here's the deal your cactus is your negative thoughts because what happens is is we have negative thoughts and we feel terrible and then we think oh my god i'm not happy this is wrong this is bad and i'm not supposed to feel terrible and you know what folks that makes us feel even worse 
okay? <laughs> Even worse, right? And that's the cactus. So when you notice in your writing that you start going down a negative spiral, you are picking up a cactus, holding it and hugging it super hard. So I just did this exercise a couple of days ago and I was examining my negative self thoughts, okay? <clears throat> And I was, and I finally, like after a very long time of looking at this sort of stuff, identified the feeling that I have when I have negative self-talk, okay? So when I say, Michelle, you're such an idiot, all right? I try not to say that out loud in front of the kids, but occasionally I do. But I mean, we all, so many of us, I don't want to say we all, but so many of us have such incredibly negative self-talk, right? And a lot of that leads to really negative and terrible feelings. And I finally honed in on the name of the feeling that it causes in me. And the name is hostility. My negative self-talk creates hostility within me, okay? And from that hostility, I just spiral into negative self-talk. So I was doing some thought work on this and I was trying to, I was trying to figure out what the heck was going on. And I figured out that when I address, when I look at that, that hostility, that feeling of hostility, and I find it in my body because feelings cause sensations in our body and we can find them. And I said, wow, uh, I feel really hostile. That's super bad. Uh, and that was my cactus. It's not the hostility. That's the cactus. It's the feeling bad that I'm feeling self host that I'm feeling hostility. All right. And then I started thinking, wow, I really have to do something about that. I'm wrong for, for, for feeling hostile. And then I started feeling apprehension about what it might mean if I don't have negative self-talk, because guess what? I feel like if I don't have negative self-talk, I'm never going to get anything done in the world. Well, for those of you who work in facilities, those of you who may have families, may have children, how well does yelling work? It doesn't, right? Yelling doesn't work. Yelling at yourself doesn't work any better than yelling at your teenager. It doesn't work, okay? And so in figuring this out, I figured out that I like my hostility. My hostility towards myself works for me right up until the point that it doesn't. Okay, and um, I recognized that I am apprehensive about stopping the negative self-talk. And that recognition in and of itself opens up an entire world. But I recognized that apprehension from, um, I recognized that apprehension from doing this exercise of figuring out what are the circumstances in my um, in my thought download, what are the positive thoughts and what are the negative thoughts, okay? And by doing that, I can start to see where I am spiraling and what I am holding on to and where I'm assuming I'm wrong for feeling bad. And most of our cactuses are when we feel wrong for feeling bad. And let me invite you to put that cactus down, okay? And here's how we put that cactus down. We do a strive model on it, okay? So strive is our thought paradigm that we use around here where we ask questions. And the first question is, is are you physically safe 
to put this thought down, okay? We work in food manufacturing environments. Sometimes our thoughts keep us physically safe. You have to recognize that and you have to be safe. Your workers have to be safe at work because if they are not physically safe, ain't nothing else matter, my friends, okay? So are you physically safe to put it down? The next question is, is are you financially safe? Many of us who are in business for ourselves feel like our negative self-talk drives us forward and motivates us. And if we don't have it, we won't make any more money. This is a thought and it's not, it's, it's not a thought that's serving you, but it may be a thought that you have. The whole entire point of the Strive Paradigm is to know where you stand and stand there. Recognize the thoughts that you're having, all right? That's a quote from Daniel Berrigan, the Jesuit priest. Know where you stand and stand there. Are you afraid you're going to lose money if you don't drop your cactus and the negative thinking that you have? The next one is emotionally. Are you emotionally safe to solve the problem? And in this case, to drop the cactus of thinking that you're wrong for having negative thoughts. You are probably emotionally safe to do that. That's the whole point of the exercise is to create more emotional safety for your own self. Um, the T in Strive is, are you trained to do it? After listening to this podcast, you'll be trained to do it. <laughs> the R is, do you have the respect? Do you have the self-respect to do this? Okay, or do you think you're not worth working on? If you think you're not worth working on, borrow my thought for you, which is you are worth working on, you are worth this work. The I in Strive stands for invested in. Have you invested the time, talent, and treasure to do this work? The answer to that may be no, and now I invite you to invest your time, talent, and treasure in doing this work, and it's gonna be mostly time and talent. <laughs> And then the next question is, is do you value it? Do you value the idea of changing so that you can build the business of your dreams? So if the answer is no, know where you stand and stand there, okay? You may not value doing this work. And if not, that's totally okay. And then finally, the E in Strive stands for empowered. Are you empowered to stand in fear and discomfort to recognize your cactus and put it the hell down? Huh? because that's gonna take discomfort, believe it or not. But on the other end of that is the joy of being okay with your emotions, which is a way better, way better way to live, okay? It just automatically feels better, all right? You may be really into this and you may be saying, oh my God, Dr. P has really gone off the loose end. I'm tuning in next week when she talks about a much more technical topic. I might be talking about African swine fever next week, okay? Okay. But the reason I do the mindset stuff and the technical stuff is because we have to do the mindset stuff in order to do the technical stuff well. All right. And I want you to think about acknowledging where you are, wherever you are with integrity and acceptance and compassion for yourself, because that's how you figure out whether or not this is the way for you to move forward. And if I would invite you to ask yourself that if you are in a spot where you're resisting your negative emotions, accepting your negative emotions as part of the human existence is gonna move you forward, all righty? And so when you think about putting down your cactus, it feels so much better, but it feels really different and that can be super, super scary. Just stand in that fear and apprehension. Stand in the apprehension with me, guys, because that's where I am, huh? Know where you stand and stand there. You're going to hear that a lot over the course of the podcast this year because this year is the year of accepting what is. And when we accept what is, we can absolutely move on and create the future that we really, really want. 
So that's what we have for the podcast today. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. I love you so, so much. You're amazing people. Go forth and change the world in terms of food production by changing your own mindset. Thank you for tuning in to our podcast. Be sure to join us in the Proofing Box, a private Facebook page for food producers filled with valuable information and technical tips. Grow your business by learning from people just like you, all under the guidance of a food safety expert.